Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Masonic podcast. Discussions around all things Masonic. I'm your host, Connor Massey, and with me are my two co-conspirators, Dave and Steve. Now, before I let them introduce themselves properly, it is important to note that our opinions are our own, and in no means reflect the opinions of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia or any other Grand Lodge or Independent Lodge in the world. Now, with that said, I'll throw it over to Steve. And I'm Steve Chung. I am a two-time, two-time past Master Counselor of Beaver Chapter, Senior Dean Malay, a bunch of different things uh, to go along with that title, including being a past chapter dad. And then I uh, joined Prince Charles Lodge. I'm a past master of my lodge here in Kelowna. I'm also a past Thrice Peace and Grand Master of the Valley of Vernon, Scottish Rite. And over to Dave. Thank you, Steve. Uh, my name is David Barron. I am a uh, fellow craft mason at the Garibaldi Lodge in Squamish. And um, I'm ready for this podcast. Pretty excited. Uh, it looks like Steve has a has a secretary there. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be discussing why we memorize ritual. But before we get into that, is there any news in the jurisdiction or Freemasonry as a whole that any of us want to discuss? Well. For those uh, in British Columbia, you should have gotten uh, the latest copy of the EB, which is uh, our newsletter sent out from Grand Lodge. It's a special edition with an update from our current Grand Master. So if you have not gotten an electronic copy of the EB, it used to be our Grand Lodge bulletin in the paper form, um, and you want one, email me at stephenwchung at gmail.com and I will be happy to forward you the link to request it so that you get it automatically. Um, other than that, I'll just pull out my handy-dandy calendar. I know this week in District 9 is a pretty quiet week. Um, we do have uh, an interesting event happening on Saturday, which is uh, the RCMP degree team is raising three Master Masons in Salmon Arm Lodge um, as a courtesy raising for Kootenai Lodge. So that'll be something interesting, uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock in Salmon Arm. Um, I've never seen a um, Master Mason raising done by the RCMP degree team, so that could be quite interesting. Uh, other than that, Thursday we have our uh, Rose Croft 15th degree, and uh, for those in District 10 uh, across the bridge from us here, uh, Headley Lodge is having their regular meeting. That's all oh. the news for District 9. So I don't have any particular news about districts 1, 21, or 5, which are the three districts that I hang out in. But I do have some news that is a bit unfortunate, but reflective of all of Canadian Freemasonry. I have sad news from the Grand Lodge of Newfoundland and Labrador. The Deputy Grand Master recently passed away. And it's really sad, and our, heart, or our hope, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and that Grand Lodge. But something that's worth mentioning is that in the last few days before our our brother passed away, the Grand Master, several past Grand Masters and the Grand Secretary gathered around his hospital bed and conferred him with an honorary past Grand Master. 
So whilst our brother never sat in the Grand East and in the Oriental throne, he did and has been remembered as a most worshipful brother. So as much as that's really sad news, a bit of light there in the darkness. Oh, that's good. So. That was good of them to do. I agree. With that said, unless Dave has any news. I do not. Fantastic. Let's head on to our topic for the day. We are discussing why we as Masons memorize our ritual. Now that has a couple different meanings. Why do we memorize like the opening and closing of a lodge or the ceremonies of the degree? But also, why do we have to do a prove up? That is to say, when we have received one of the three degrees, why do we have to recite something from memory before we can be passed to the other degree? So I'm going to let Steve talk about that first, being as he's the old fart here. I mean, the uh, worshipful past master. Uh, so what are your opinions on that? Well, the best thing I can, I can say is that by committing to memory, you should also have a better understanding of what it is you're saying. Um, our ritual work is the one thing that sets us apart from most other fraternal organizations uh, is the fact that we have ritual work, um, that we commit to memory and deliver um, from memory. Back in the old days, things weren't written down. There were no books. Um, memory work was uh, from mouth to ear. So when a guy went through his degrees, he didn't get a piece of paper handed to him or even a, a stone tablet with it all chiseled, chiseled out. He, he had to go and meet with a brother and learn from mouth to ear and then repeat from, uh, from his mouth to the ear of his teacher. Um, and they weren't allowed to progress until they were able to repeat it from memory and, and thereby having an understanding of what it is that they were agreeing to in their obligations and things like that. As far as why it's done the way it's done now, I don't know. That's open for a lot of interpretation. That's, that's kind of like, do you wear your ring with the square compass facing out or do you wear it with it facing you? Eh, there's different trains of thoughts on that. Um, there's uh, Connor, you spent many years in DMLA, many years doing ritual work. What are your thoughts? Well, exactly what you were saying. I firmly believe that, uh, well, I mean, it's not a belief, it's a fact, that originally there wasn't ritual point, uh, written down. If I was to show you what was just over yonder, uh, you would see a briefcase, which is currently quite locked up. And in there is the ritual and, and I guess, secrets of both of my lodges. So it's... Um, if I was going through the Freemasons, say at the time of, of George Washington or Voltaire, I highly doubt that I would have been given a binder of uh, printer paper that has all of the information. So when I was going through the degrees, say I needed to learn what this meant or be able to prove that I had had taken in the what the significance of the obligations were, well, then it would make sense that, yeah, they're going to make sure that I've memorized it. Um, now, when it comes to the officers, that's it's the same. It's the same thing. Say the worshipful master of a lodge, 
who has a lot of work, or in my case, as junior deacon of one of my lodges, I'm doing the entered apprentice uh, chart lecture. And that is an incredibly long piece of ritual. It's about five to six pages long. Now, imagine trying to do that when you didn't have it written down, right? Like, sure, I could stand up there with a piece of paper and go, you know, so and 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 so. A, I think my lodge would skin me alive. Uh, but, you know, it, you could do that now. But traditionally, when you didn't have it all written down, you couldn't. So, as as you said, Steve, uh, your teacher would have told you the ritual, and then you would have had to memorize it, mouth to ear. So I think that's why we do it. Um, but uh, why don't we ask Dave, as Dave is, is currently in the process of going through the degrees <laughs> and has to work on proving up. Exactly. Well, from what I've understood so far and the benefit of it, it's um, is that just obviously the officers memorizing things and when you're there experiencing it. If it wasn't told from memory in a sincere way, it wouldn't ingrain itself so deeply into my subconscious or the candidate's subconscious to the point of where you understand what they're saying, not just hear the words, but understand deeply within yourself what that means and what you're doing. And when you memorize it, you you can actually put it into yourself and uh, you know go back and forth and really understand each point and part of it all the way through. And then that understanding, I think, is where these rituals, um, where they come from, what they're there for is be, they're not there to just tell you something like a textbook. It's there for you to take it in and truly understand it within yourself. So, you know, when I'm doing a prove up that, you know, it helps to actually understand what I'm doing for it to be imprinted into my mind to the point of where I can go up there and say, you know, this information, is so imprinted into me that I can just tell you word for word exactly what it is without reading, without prompting, anything like that. So I think that's where it becomes really important is showing how well it has actually been imprinted into the candidate or anybody there who's taking place. Because each thing we need to memorize is all part of our progression forward. Absolutely. And the other thing, um... I just got my Mark Master Mason's degree, which is uh, in this jurisdiction, the first step of Royal Arch. And we don't have to do any prove up. You just go from degree to degree to degree. And I believe that's the same in Scottish Rite. Is it? Yeah, no prove ups. No prove ups. So something that I noticed is like when I went through the three degrees in Craft Lodge, um, you have to prove up and it becomes a lot easier to memorize the secrets. Um, Whereas in, in my Mark Master Mason's degree, where I don't have to memorize anything, I remember having to call one of my sponsors and uh, say, hey, what was, the, what was the, the, the password again? I've forgotten it. So in those uh, degrees, it, it may be good for someone to memorize it anyways, even if you don't have to prove up. Exactly. So 
Also, uh, if I can, we've got someone in the comments here who's just said something which I think is really interesting. Uh, Octon47, who is one of our subscribers, uh, said, it's a voice through the ages that regardless of where you are or how long you've been in, it holds the same meaning. The master of a lodge speaking the ritual voices on behalf of all previous masters. The Logos. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, well, there's I think... a, a piece that I had uh, found online about memorizing ritual and, and three reasons why you need to memorize it. Uh, one, uh, it has everything you need. It, ritual forms the basic explanation of what it means to be a mason and how to become a better person. One of the most widely known taglines for masonry is that we make good men better. And it, and it is not for naught, it, the ritual contains the symbols and metaphors for becoming a better person and living on the square. It sets the standards. Um, it, it gets you to continuously challenge yourself. Um, number two, the process of memorizing ritual in itself is a lesson in discipline. And by going through your ritual daily, you're stimulating your mind and improving both your, cognit your cognition and memory. Um, the benefits of memorization and doing um, work from memory is well recorded. Um, and number three is um, it's, a, it's <clears throat> at the end of the day, although you're not memory, memorizing the ritual for yourself, you're memorizing it so you may pass on that knowledge to the next generation of Masons, which speaks to what the comment of uh, uh, our, our listeners uh, had put there. Uh, masonry is much about the future as it is about the past, and memorizing your ritual is a key step in passing on the light. Um, so, you know, it's it goes back to our, our thing last week of, or pardon me, our last podcast of setting a high standard and holding yourself to a high standard. When, when it comes to ritual, um, there are standards that are expected uh, within a lodge, and that is to do your work from memory, number one, and as well as you possibly can, number two, right? So because we are passing that knowledge down to our ended apprentices and fellow crafts as they journey through, right? Um, I found an interesting thing. We have a, a very strong mentorship program here in our lodge and every thursday our mentors meet with our candidates coming through the degrees and as they're helping them learn the memory work they're helping them not only learn it but understand what it is they're committing to memory and so there's so many lessons that that these guys are learning uh as they're being helped to learn their memory work um that i never got the benefit of uh, because nobody sat there and helped me learn it and understand everything I was saying. There's often times where I'm learning a piece of memory work um, now uh, or in the past where I didn't really understand it. And looking back, until I took the time to, to look it up and find the meaning behind what I was saying and kind of put it together in my head, it never really got delivered very well. But once I understood it, I was able to deliver it well and um, that was the biggest difference for me. Yeah, definitely. So, Dave, what were you going to say about that? Honestly, don't remember. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, on a physical note, one thing I've noticed is that in our day-to-day -day lives, you really don't have to memorize 
anything because everything's so simple in there for you that when I undertook this, I was at first a bit, you know, nervous because I was like, oh, I've never had to memorize anything like this before. And there's quite a lot of dialogue. And once I did start memorizing, I realized that it's quite simple and quite easy to memorize things, that your memory is actually better than you expect when you use it. And, you know, now that I realized how easily I can memorize something, the, uh, the intimidation factor goes way down because, you know, okay, well, it is possible to memorize something in just a couple days or even a couple hours, like the story you're telling us, Steve, before about how you had to memorize something on the way to the ritual like that's you know it's possible so once I kind of unlocked that in my mind and understood that I realized that my memory started to get better every other aspect of life which is just a cool little note to uh, that I've noticed as I've been going through this must which is very useful age. It must simply be my age then, because my wife says I can't remember she told me things. <laughs> I can remember really long lectures and so on, but I can't remember the things she told me last week. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I mean, Steve, you, you are so old that when you were made an entered apprentice mason, Hiram Abiff was still the grandmaster. <laughs> yeah, he was quite the guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just talking briefly about what Octon was saying, um, the I was currently is going on the conference of regular Grand Lodges of the Grand Ma Grandmasters of North America, something along those lines. And I am friends with the current most worshipful Grandmaster of New York, whose name is William Sardone. And the reason I'm friends with him is he is a past Grandmaster of Demolay International. Uh, and for fellow Demolays who are watching, you will know what I mean when I say the pressure. Um, and he was holding the Bible that our, our brother, uh, George Washington took his oaths on, took his three degrees on. And I mean, he wasn't holding it. It was in, it was in a temperature, humidity, light controlled case, but he was holding the case that held the Bible. And it's, it's, it's mind boggling when you think about that, 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 X amount of years ago, George Washington kneeled in a lodge with his hands on this Bible and said, roughly, give or take, the same words that we've said. That, that blows my mind. <laughs> so it's true. The, the master, I, I firmly agree that the master of a lodge yes, is speaking the ritual because he needs to, but he's speaking it on behalf of all of the previous masters of that lodge. Yes. If you don't mind, I got kind of a, a philosophical rabbit hole to go down with that. Sure. Uh, can, can you read to me the, the comment that... Uh... Sure. It's a voice through the ages that regardless of where you are or how long you've been in, holds the same meaning. The master yes. of a lodge speaking the ritual voices on behalf of all previous masters. Mm -hmm. And this really ties into what they call the logos, the word, right? The word at the beginning of the Bible. So every time when you memorize something like in? that, 
What? The word at the beginning of the Bible, in. In the in Hebrew. Or I mean, okay. um, what do you what do you explain here? <laughs> like, to, like like the word. Let, let me go and then. Anyways, the logos. What they're talking about the word. When they talk about the word and they talk about the enacting of the logos, when you are memorizing these things, you are actually taking part in the grand scheme of everything, and taking part in the logos in the word, because what you're doing is you're like he said, you're putting forth the previous grandmasters information from the very beginning, but then their information came from places that, uh, well, we can't even go back that far in our history. But the idea is you're actually enacting a great part of the whole mechanism of our reality by remembering these things, imprinting them into yourselves, and then um, becoming that logos by, uh, communicating that to everybody around you. It's like when you get into Kabbalah, uh, you read the Sefer Yetzirah, which explains to you that you must take each letter and you must engrave it, etch it, and, you know, meditate on it. So basically what they're saying is that understand each thing and the meaning behind it all the way through deeply so that it programs into you. So the same thing we're doing with our memory is that we're not just regurgitating stuff. We're taking part in a grand scheme cosmically to keep this information going. Fair that enough. makes sense. Complicated way of saying something simple, I guess. Well, that's, that's what, that's why we keep you around is because you always give us like these massive philosophical, uh, things that we'll be thinking about for the next week. And then maybe at the next episode, Steve and I will understand it. Good. <laughs> um, so just to comment on some of the other things, yes, I am wearing a Demolay Alberta sweater. Now, for those who know, I am the past, or I'm still technically the immediate past, Provincial Master Counselor of Demolay in the province of British Columbia and the territory of the Yukon. Now, with that said, I am also an honorary Provincial Master Counselor of Alberta, and I'm proud of that fact. That, that honor was given to me by my best friend. So I proudly wear Demolay Alberta swag because of that honor that was given to me by my closest friend. So that's why I am wearing Demolay Alberta, not because I have given up on Demolay BC. I just picked this jacket today. Well, I guess it's better than, um, you know, not wearing a shirt, even though it's a red coat, but that's okay. You know, it identifies with the license plates they have. Fair enough. So, <laughs> so um, one of the comments so, piping up in our YouTube uh, from our viewers was um, that in his experience in Malay, when you prove up you're doing an obligation and memorizing it just makes you truly understand the words you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like if I was to if I was to give you a paragraph and say, "Hey, I want you to read this. Uh, I want you to read this." and then I'm going to quiz you on it. Sure, you might be able to answer some of the quizzes, but if I hand you the piece of paper and say, I want you to memorize this, and then after you've memorized it, I quiz you on it, I, I guarantee you're going to understand it better. For sure. Absolutely. You basically re-encode re yourself with that information. Like a computer, you're writing it into the hard drive rather than just putting it on the desktop, you know? Exactly. 
And well, you're new uh, to all of this, Dave. What was your original thoughts when you were told you had to memorize a whole bunch of stuff? Um, I was excited actually, because I'm very excited about all the information that I get to learn through this. And the brothers at our lodge are extremely supportive. So at first I was a bit nervous, you know, you get a couple little butterflies on the way down to lodge that night. Cause it's like, okay, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm in for after the first one. It's easy though, because once you realize what it is and you do it, it, it's uh, you now have the archetype inside. So you understand it, but I basically, um, I, I was nervous at first, but once I understood what I had to do, the, the nerves really faded. And, um, you know, it really helped having, knowing that all the brothers at the lodge were so supportive throughout everything and were so willing Definitely. to, uh, you know, like, um, to me, I, I, my bar is extremely high, so I need to do it the best that I possibly can. But I know if I would have screwed up, you know, I wouldn't be ridiculed, I'd be supported, which is a good feeling. And uh, I think that's an important, that was very important for the whole thing, was just, just knowing that, you know, the honor that the brothers in our lodge have and uh, the respect that they have really uh, helped it out quite a bit. When I was uh, going to prove up in my Master Masons degree, uh, I was really, really nervous because there was a section uh, that I just couldn't get into my head. It just wouldn't stick. So I was, I was sitting there at the altar uh, doing my prove up and I was starting to get flustered and really anxious. And I remember the worshipful master of my lodge turned on his mic because we're in arguably the biggest lodge room in the, in the jurisdiction where my lodge meets. And he turned on the mic, leaned in and said, Hey Connor, breathe. You're doing fine. And that may be an unorthodox thing for a worshipful master to do, but it, it, it made me slow down and think, all right, I got this. And these people, this scary guy up in the east with the big hammer that he could probably throw at me if he wants, <laughs> they're, they're in my corner. And I'm, they're not making me memorize this ritual to fail. It made me slow down and think, all right, I got this. And you got, you got some feedback there, Steve. This scary guy up in the east with the big hammer that he could probably... There, I'm going to mute you, Steve, just because we got some feedback. Um, so so it, it, it really made me think, you know, we're not memorizing this ritual to fail. We're not doing these prove-ups so that the Lodge can weed out the bad ones. You yeah, know, exactly. The, 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 the prove-up is there so that we can get a better understanding. And, and it's... That, that moment when the Worshipful Master was in my corner and he said this, and he, he, he in the middle of my prove-up, told me to relax and that I was doing fine, really made me think, you know, why, why would anyone want us? Like, we're not doing this to fail. These people are in our corner, and they will always be in our corner. I think that's, that's what really made me understand ritual better. It's, it's not a pass-fail. As I'm, I'm, I'm rambling at this point, but it's not a pass-fail. It is a... Let's learn this so that you have a better understanding. And uh, interestingly enough, we have uh, another DMLA who just posted uh, 
a segment of one of the Demolay uh, ceremonies. And it's true. And it says, as long as we remain faithful to these pledges, as long as there is an order of Demolay, we are one. And I think that's true to Freemason. As long as we remain true to the obligations that we have taken, no matter where you are in the world, if you find a Freemason, you've found someone in your corner who will be there to help you. You're still muted there, Steve. So another point to um, memorizing the, the ritual work, you know, it, it, it's a bit um, strange to think about it this way, but, <clears throat> you know, I think I mentioned this uh, on the other podcast. I've been doing some lectures now for more than a decade. And, you know, there's a saying that, you know, we are, we learn things when we're ready to learn them. And, you know, for example, there was uh, going through, learn, um, brushing up different lectures uh, that were coming up for me to deliver. I was going through them. I was going through some challenges in my personal life. And uh, as I was, you know, doing this one lecture, um, I got to an aha moment. And, oh, that, okay, you know, yeah, I, I needed to look at, it, look at things with a different perspective than I was looking at them. And the ritual that I was learning at the time kind of opened my eyes to that. So, you know, being frustrated with that, that fact, got confused, got uh, uh, distracted, and, and got thinking about my personal issues that I was dealing with and kind of how that related, I took a break from the memory work I was doing. When I went back to it, rather than going back to that piece where I thought I might get stuck again, just thinking about my personal issues, I started practicing one of the other pieces that I had to do for the seventh degree. And then all of a sudden, there's a piece in that that also reflected to the same issue I was having in my personal life. And I never made that connection to that piece before. And I've only been doing the lecture in the seventh degree for, for uh, four or five years now. So, you know, even though I've been doing these lectures, repeating them from memory to other guys as they're coming through their degrees and, and their experiences in Lodge, um, I hadn't connected the lessons that were taught in those lectures to my own world yet. And I guess that was the time that I was ready to receive those lessons, right? And so... I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot we teach ourselves through um, the memorization process, uh, including learning the lessons that are allegorically there. Definitely. I like that. Um, so I just wanted to go back to what I was saying in the beginning. Um, it was, uh, let me see here. Most worshipful brother, Daniel Frampton, who, who passed away, and uh, that was earlier in January. Um, but I had just found out about it quite recently. So, with that said, I think we are coming to the end of our half hour. Uh, so I would like to open uh, up to the two of you for any closing comments. I've posted on our chat, and none of our viewers seem to have any closing comments or questions for us.
So, uh, brethren, uh, any final remarks that you want to say? Um, well, as far as uh, final remarks from me, if you are learning ritual work and whatnot, do your best to take your time and understand what it is you're um, committing to memory and enjoy it. Um, best advice I can give. Take your time, enjoy it, and uh, learn what is there to be learned. Yeah, and I think um, don't let it uh, stress you out. Like Connor said, the, uh, the brethren aren't there to weed you out, but they're there to help you learn and help you progress forward. So I think uh, understanding that's quite an important factor as well. Brotherly love. Yeah. So uh, we do have one comment, uh, and it's from a, a master counselor of a Demolay chapter. We have a lot of Demolay listening in. I wonder why. Um, and he says, as master counselor of my chapter, I feel it's my job to inspire the boys, uh, but one of them is reluctant to do their prove up. Uh, is there any advice on how I can inspire him? Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to let Steve answer this because he's both a past master counselor and a, uh, past worshipful master and a past grand poobah of something or another. So, uh, Steve, go ahead. <laughs> well, as, as far as advice is to inspire them to do their prove ups, um, just remind them that it's, it shows the brethren that they are. Well, that they're that they're in this with them. It, it, when you prove up, the brethren that are there uh, and watch you prove up, they're there to support you. They're there. Um, that that's how you connect with them by by repeating that obligation by uh, telling them that hey, I'm I'm here with you. This is this is the the thing that you've all committed to and I'm here to commit with you and so think of it more uh, as um, as your bonding moment with your brethren is maybe the best advice that I can give in such short notice being put on the spot there you go um, so with that said uh, everyone uh, we're going to bring this podcast to a close uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Facebook. The link is in the description down below. We are in the process of setting up uh, Patreon and a website, but more information on that will become available when it becomes available. Um, so with that said, uh, I wish everyone a fantastic week, and we will see you next time. Take care.